0: Hey guys, I'm Anna
1: and I'm Adway and this is Double Double Testimony. Testimony. Hey everyone, welcome back to Double Testimony. Um, Before we start off, I have some bad news and some good news I need to share. Um, Bad news is we don't have any special guests on with us today. However, the good news is we have a special host joining us over Zoom during this um, awful COVID time. We have Anna how
0: are guys, you
1: guys i'm good thank you <laughs> so just before um we jump into your amazing double testimony um i'd just like to pray for us if that's okay,
0: okay. yeah
1: let's do it too easy dear father i just take bring this podcast in front of you lord that you use this podcast to really reach to the listeners and let this podcast be um centered around you lord and the journey you've um had um with anna and What she's had with you, Lord, and I just pray that it is a really great testimony to what you are able to do and how you've been faithful, Lord. So I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Anna, it's your time in the limelight now on this podcast. You've been humbling, humbly uh, hosting this for a while now, but I think think it's time to share all the amazing things God's done in your life. So,
0: well, happily.
1: What's, what's your how, how has it been coming to God? How was how, what's the journey been for you?
0: Well, I have also like quite a few of the people we've interviewed this podcast. I'm really, really blessed to say that both of my parents are Christians and I did grow up in a Christian home. And they were also like part of the worship team growing up. And my mom was actually like the worship team leader. I didn't actually know that. Because oh wow! years ago. I had no idea she was in charge, but so that was pretty cool. And then, um, so I, was, I also, yeah, I went to a Christian school and was surrounded by God just constantly from an early age and he was normal. And I just accepted that there's a God and that he loves me. And when I was about nine, God told my parents that he wanted them to move to England and we did. And I think at the time I didn't realize how much of an impact That had on my faith, but looking back, I think that moment of seeing my parents listen to God and hear Him speak to them about specific things about their lives not just commandments in the Bible, but hear like a sentence like it's time to go or there's like Mm -hmm. a specific phrase they heard, I can't remember it. But knowing that God actually speaks to us each, like so specifically and so intentionally, that was just like a game changer for me because He went from being this far off God. Well, not so far off, but just God who is just there all the time because he just is to being my best friend and realizing he actually cares so deeply about our lives. And I think I'd already sort of accepted Jesus as my savior and friend as like a little kid. I don't even remember it. Mm. But I think at that age, I realized how close he is to us and how Relevant, he actually is to our lives.
1: Yeah. So for you, you you would say that it wasn't, say, a specific moment in time where it clicked for you, but rather you've had God be faithful through throughout your being raised.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely think that. I think a lot of people might see that sort of upbringing as being sheltered or bubble wrapped, and that's always really interesting to me because it, like, yeah, I was like separate from a lot of stuff that goes on in the world i would have had no idea about thinking that there isn't a god like it's just i grew up in this mindset of like there is a god because there just is like that's just how the world works but um i don't see that so much as being bubble wrapped i think that's just my parents following um what god how god wanted them to raise me and my brother like in truth and i think that had such an impact on my faith but definitely seeing them live out their faith that made me want to have my own faith with god
1: that's that's amazing yeah. That's really amazing well now that now that you're sort of you know you're going into the next stage of your life and you're an adult now and you're being exposed beyond of your parents control and their ability to raise you so how is how's that journey been for you with yeah. God?
0: yeah i love the way you put that because there absolutely was a distinct moment where i realized Like my parents have given their all and they've done everything they can to help me see that I can have a relationship with God, like mainly through their own example. But there was a moment where I realized there's nothing more they can do for me in terms of choosing my faith. I can't Hmm. ask them to make my decisions anymore. Like I have to choose God for myself. And that was a really long decision for me. It actually started, um, I think I was 15. Oh, I, okay, I feel like people would have heard this story if they've seen some of Plants' YouTube videos. But I was yeah. 15 and I was at a conference. Um, <laughs> this is when we lived in England. And yeah. I was at a Christian conference with my Christian school and there was this guy doing a talk. He was a past student from this conference and he was saying that um, in a few years, the statistics are saying that quite a few of us would not be Following God anymore. Like, no matter how much we loved God then in that moment, or how much we just wanted to seek Him in that moment, the statistics are saying that that almost isn't happening. And he said it was one in every five of us, he said, in five years. And it's crazy because I remember at the time looking around at my friends and family who were there and looking at them and thinking, like, Oh, no, like that's not going to be them. I was so sure it would be me, which is just like, yeah, I was just so sure it would not be them. It would be me. And I was just so determined at that point, like I don't want to be the one. And Hmm. it was less than a year after that, like literally that same year. That statistic was so true. Like it was more than one in five um, of my friends just slowly slipped away from their walk with God. And also in that year, my family, my parents felt called to move back to Australia. So it was a big change. And I think seeing friends, like there was one friend in particular, he was my closest friend and he had actually a massive impact in my faith. He used to call me and like my friends and make us wake up early every morning before school to spend time with God. (laughs) Oh,
1: that's amazing.
0: Yeah. And it was amazing, like such a powerhouse of a Christian and that like him doing that Really kick-started my faith, like my own faith. I really started when we would get up early and spend time with God. That's when I started hearing God for myself and hearing Him say specific mm. things about my life, just like He'd done for my parents. Um, and I think seeing friends like that um, really struggle with their faith to the point where they decide that they just want to reject their faith. I don't actually understand fully what happens. Like I wish I did. Mm. And I wish I could just answer the questions, but I just know, like this is a journey for them and i think seeing yeah. them go on that journey i'm so i'm so ashamed to say but at the same time i'm glad it happened i think it boosted my faith in the end but i sort of thought i was better uh, i thought yeah. not better than them but i thought i was covered because i was still a christian and i still loved god and yeah. i had friends that didn't at all i thought mm. like that's fine and i wouldn't really acknowledge god as much um, I would sort of go to church on Sundays. I wouldn't rebel like the stereotypical, like drinking yeah. rebellion or anything, but I just didn't really acknowledge God. And I think I got to the point where I decided I didn't just want to pretend to follow God anymore. I just wanted to actually follow God and actually get to know him. Mm. And yeah, I think I wouldn't have come to that decision if I hadn't seen others struggle, if I hadn't gone through that year of just feeling numb and feeling like I didn't feel God. So he mustn't be real, but, By the end of that year, I realized it's not about what you feel. It's about who God is. And it's not about pretending to follow him. It's about actually following him.
1: Yeah. And what would you say, like, during this time of really figuring out and making sure that you're not that one in five, what would have been your, like, what was your top priority in making sure you weren't Mm. that one in five?
0: That's a really good question. Um. Personally, I've always struggled with feeling guilty about Mm. just anything. Like literally, I would have a conversation with someone and feel like, oh, I might have sounded slightly rude and feel so guilty. And it's been, it's had such a hold on my life. And I think feeling guilty before God has been such a stumbling block for me. And I think one thing that has taught me um, to be planted is to not listen to what you feel to be true about God, but to actually invest in time with him and time in his word to find out who he is and what he thinks about you. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many commands in the Bible um, that aren't pleasant. Like for example, Moses, like he had, he had this experience with God where God was burning this bush. Like he was fire on a bush and the bush wasn't burning and he was standing on holy ground. And he knew that he was in the presence of the Lord. But, god told him to go speak to pharaoh and moses was like oh no i don't want to do that and i think i see that happen so much um in my life where there's things we just don't want to do or well, there's like things god says about us that we just don't seem to want to believe but actually mm-hmm. investing this time with god and the easiest way to do that is through his word um when i don't feel something to be true i gotta go to the word because it's just documented in there like god loves you yeah. like No matter
1: how I feel, that's what it says. Yeah, yeah. It's always no one wants to put themselves in a place of discomfort, but I guess that's really where you'll find God because He's the one that's going to support you. Mm. So uh, I'll say for you going now, continuing on. How has it been? Mm. Like coming, you're now here in. You made the move to Australia. You've 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 got your church and you've got your friends and family. How is it? How is it going with your journey in that sense?
0: Mm. Yeah. I think my journey now. I've really seen God's hand more in like my upbringing now. If that makes sense. Like I yeah. Look back and I see when I was thirteen and this friend would make me get up at 6am and spend time with God. And it was sort of a a bit of a drag at first, but then it just became what I loved. And I remember when I was 13, um, I don't know like why, but I told my friends like, I'm going to go on a search for wisdom. And I was just reading through Proverbs and um, looking back in my journals, there is so much, there's so many like visions or not just visions, but just things I believed God said to me that I didn't understand at the time and when I turned 18 I felt God's presence in a different way because I knew he was saying to me now that you're officially like legally separate to your parents I can sort of have my way with you now like I can use you separately which was Mm. so exciting and I started to um he just started to play these visions I'd had as a younger adult or teenager them back in my mind and i realized how that upbringing had been really important and he, how he'd had his hands mm. like my relationship with him so early on and i've seen even like in my journals there's stuff about i am planted by rivers like from back mm. I was 13 when i had no idea about um how relevant that would be in my life later on and realizing like what it actually means to be planted in your faith and why that matters and why it's not just for the adults or your parents or mentors and why you should be planted in your faith as a teenager and young adult. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, planted has definitely been, would you say, your shift in, I guess, how your journey has been going Mm. from (laughs) like it's sort of added a drive to your journey.
0: Yeah. Would do you mean like I'm planted by the ministry? Yeah. Yeah. The ministry,
1: like working in that ministry.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I think um, I had this quote the other day that, oh, it might be my new favorite quote. Um, it said, do not be so busy doing the work of the Lord that you forget about the Lord of the work. Mm. And, oh, I think that's so powerful, powerful yeah. for any Christian involved in ministry or actually really any Christian, I, I'm i so sure that if you are a Christian, you're a leader. Like it doesn't mean you have mm. to stand on a stage, but you're a leader because, you know, we're the light of the world. You have to point people to the truth we found and the God we love. Um, but I think that the idea of that quote, I think um, really applies to this ministry. I think um, telling other people about God and why they should be planted should not just be a thing I do. It should be a thing that I am. Like I Mm. am telling people about God, not because it's like, this is what I want to do with my life. It's like, it's just what you do as a Christian because everyone's got to know, like everybody should know about God and everybody should be having a faith in God that lasts longer than just their childhood. And yeah, I just feel like 100% I've been challenged by the ministry itself because it is so not okay for me to talk to other people about having a faith that I'm not prepared to put my Mm. own effort into.
1: Yeah. It's been quite a long journey for you going to England and then back and then having all this change and trying to stay away from that statistic. Um, And definitely I see, I see that you've, you've um, taken planted on as a great ministry to not just your own um to have god work in your own life but work through you as well and i think that's been amazing and encouraging to see through you as well yeah it's been really encouraging and um i can't wait for next week which is going to be our final episode for this season
0: yeah
1: not our final final for our final, final for the season.
0: Yes, so
1: it's going to be good, and definitely more, 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 more things for our listeners to really take on board and really take with them. Um, and hopefully, the Lord speaks through us, and I'm sure He will um, for that episode. But um, till next time, thank you, Anna, for thank you. coming out of your humble host position and being our lovely special guest today.
0: Well, thank you for having me as a lovely <laughs> special guest today.
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening, um, and we'll see you on our final episode next week.
0: Splendid. Cool. Bye, guys.
1: Bye. Miss us already?
0: It's okay. We understand.
1: You can check out I'm Planted by Rivers, our YouTube channel, and stay encouraged and up to date on our Instagram and Facebook I'm Planted by Rivers.
0: Also, you can go directly to our website ironplantedbyrivers.wordpress.com where you can find weekly motivating blog posts and even our testimonies. And before you know it, it'll be this time again next week. So till then, stay
1: stay planted. planted.